for plebs, by plebs, dropping the Bitcoin only signal. Pleb underground. Welcome everyone to the Pleb Underground. Pleb Underground, weekly show the 52nd. Pleb culture is something with which to be reckoned. We come in our own time. We cannot be beckoned. A sovereign individual is made each new second. Sometimes I write late at night on my own. Sometimes I slate late at night in my phone. But always each date late at night in my zone. I ask if it's fate late at night in the ohm. Ohm like resistance. This thing takes persistence. But it always keeps flowing. Not wind, but I'm blowing. Down to earth, let's get hoeing. Not like yellow, no wings. Boeing. You might think I'm a wordsmith, but I'm a numbers guy. Always want to have words with, not much encumbers my. Quantitative reasoning, I'm cooking, salt bay the seasoning. Bitcoin OGs, some nouveau riche. Bitcoin rhymes, my nouveau niche. Try to find someone complimentary, not overly complimentary. Compliments handed out, frivolously a token. Appropriately named, each new week, my rhyme bespoken. Each new week, new ideas need poking. Relationships aren't about fighting, just holding your word, more lip biting. Watch the teeth, no tip biting. Start it off, taste the bouche, amuse. I like to write what does bemuse. Always a cute girl, I can see muse about news things. The music's kind of loud in here, shades on, haters in the mirror, rear. Matching birthdays between two relations make it herbal infused and have joint celebrations. Can't wait to see you in the nude dress. Can't wait to see you in the nude undress. She's a closed book, but I open fresh pages. She gives me the look and we take it to new stages. Just like Bitcoin, I'm an infinite show. I'm in with infinite pumps till I blow. I'm Bitcoin only, so I'm never conflicted. Cheap, cheap money to which they're addicted. Cantalonians with the Blackrock, the real villain. It's Alienware versus Fiat Predators. Let's make a killing. At the end of the day, keep you're cool or be icy looking around too many corporate larps icy pleb underground where opinions are spicy better keep stacking till it gets too pricey end of the day kick back with a flagon and spit fire like our guest from the west dragon vaulted as always absolutely awesome and in case the people in case the viewers did not understand who is joining us we've got fellow bitcoiner and pleb dragon bitcoin thank you so much for joining us on the pleb underground man it's awesome to have you here. Thanks, You're welcome thanks. to the show, dude. Thanks for the invite, and uh, thanks for uh, sticking me in and serenading me, Walton. You're most welcome. Um, it's, it's the first time it's ever been put that way, huh? It's uh, it's very nice. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking it, it's not it's not it's not entirely for you, but uh, yeah, yeah, you're very welcome. Not just taking welcome. the end, just taking the end bit for myself. Thank you. Don't, oh, don't the end bit certainly for you, of course. Yeah, I try I try and work <laughs> in the guest the guest if I can if I can. You're not supposed to be putting him down. He's he's our, okay. Anyways, we are moving on over to the numbers. Yeah, the numbers, of course, brought to us by Time Chain Stats and Time Chain Calendar. Phil, what do the numbers look like this week? At the time of this recording, the block height is 804,825. The fiat Bitcoin exchange, 25,913.78. Total public lightning capacity, 4,784.30. Moscow time, 38.59 just went up. That's right. You could stack a little bit more. Look at the uh, look at the fee. Ooh, ordinals down bad. Maybe down forever. Nine sats per V bite. 244 days to the happening. And guys, our chain rewrite days. 703. Quite the week. It's quite the week so far. Walton, anything on those numbers? Yeah, that's how I feel. Um. Like I want to talk one one number, but it's it's kind of a segue into the next section. So I'm 
I'm not going to talk about it just yet. Okay. Okay. So here, so let's, let's dive into our, uh, let, let's dive into our first look. Th this might be considered hopium, but I think it's numbers. Hey, you guys decide. Let's see. Like I said, hopium or numbers, technically a combination of both. You guys decide. 2035, you say. Let's do some math. By 2035, four halvings from now, halvings, halvings, I call them, from now, issuance will be 0 0.390625 BTC per block or 56.25 BTC per day. Over the past cycle, we can estimate the average net new capital entering BTC has been more or less 900 BTC a day, more or less 25K BTC or $22.5 million per day. Okay, so let's assume this stays constant. No dramatic new adoption, just the same net inflow of USD capital every day. That gives us a sustainable price of 400K USD per Bitcoin. Now let's assume an ultra conservative 3% inflation rate for the next 12 years. Now we're at 570K per Bitcoin. Now let's assume adoption in terms of net capital influx grows at a rate of, again, ultra conservatively, 10% per year. That gives us 1.8 million US per BTC. Of course, that has the purchasing power of roughly 1.3 million today, but regardless, somewhere between 5 to 10 BTC should allow you to retire in 2035. Okay. See why I said it was hopium? <laughs> it's it's very like seems like it seems like hopium numbers. I mean, Walton like his math, you know, the the, so, the math seems correct, you know, but it, it's right, just so, making a bunch of big assumptions. This is this is the numbers section, not the make up the numbers <laughs> section, yeah? <laughs> That's uh, a... who, I, I never and I don't like I don't like this concept of how many Bitcoin do you need to retire. I think it's a really totally bad agree. way of just looking at these things for starters. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I, yeah, okay. But I think but Bitcoin's for long-term savings. Know, and for, sorry, I said that's the question that people want to know. Though a lot of people, right? We're not talking about like hardcore, you know, like Bitcoiners like us, but a lot of people that just come in and they're they're noobs. They don't know much. Like that's really what they. Sadly. Okay, the answer's more than you've got right now, bitch. Like, get stacking. Like, what, what do you, what do you, what do you expect? Like, do you, what are you asking for? Like, you're asking for someone to save you. In which case, Bitcoin is not for you. Like, stop fucking around. Like, you need to take oh, personal like responsibility. Like, yeah, okay. It, you, you, you know, I've got all of my, all of my savings are in Bitcoin. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not fucking around here and talking, talking out my ass. But like. I'm also not trying to really draw. No, in any way, shape, or form, I'm not drawing down on it because that's not how it works. If you want, to, if you want something you can draw down, then you need like a diversified portfolio that uh, you know, like like wealth managers and hedge funders kind of do. But like, you, you certainly won't have a lot of Bitcoin. You need a lot of money to like really do that properly. Um, but that's more about pre preserving wealth rather than gaining wealth. If you're trying to gain wealth, then you need to actually be building value. You need to be building businesses that provide increasing value. That's how you're going to get rich. That's how anyone deserves to get rich. Like you, you don't deserve to get rich sitting around not doing anything. That's that's some kind of fear or shitcoin of thinking. Yeah, very so well said. Very well said. All right, Dragon Bitcoin. What 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 are your thoughts? Uh, someone, trying to, someone trying to stack five to ten Bitcoin now. What's that going to cost them? Like quarter of a mil? To yeah, it's just it's it's that that's not a realistic retirement plan for a a, a normie to like start stacking that kind of number. And I don't know what four 
did he have four hundred thousand dollars on by twenty thirty five? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm well, gonna go back. I'll, I'll take a look. Okay, it some was... people hate this number, but it's like, okay, how many millionaires are there in the world? How many dollar millionaires? It's about it's about fifty to sixty dollar millionaires, and there's about twenty million dollar millionaires in the states. Not not all of those can own one whole Bitcoin, so one whole Bitcoin should be the target. Like, I, I like I like that as a kind of basic, yeah, basic one. But pff, I don't know. The answer I always think is like more. <laughs> you need more Bitcoin. You the answer is you need more Bitcoin. So so, so the, the the whole point is it. Bitcoin takes care of your future, which enables you to focus on your present. But then you actually have to focus on your present and get busy. Like it doesn't mean that you can just sit around. Um, yeah, I, I think that I think that that's the key, right? Like I, I think that 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 is exactly the point. Is that what you said before? If you're looking at that to figure out how many you need, you're looking for somebody to save you, and Bitcoin isn't for you. Like the the whole point of this is that you build value, and then you take that value and you stack it in Bitcoin. That that is the whole point, right? And then at some point in the future, depending on what you choose to do with it, because everybody's going to choose to do something different. Some people are going to leave it to their family. Other people do not have people to leave it to, and they are going to end up using it to better their lives. Do whatever the fuck you want with it. But the point is, it, oh, go ahead, Dragon. Oh, I didn't say anything. I don't know why it um, it, it popped up. The only um, other bit I'd say is four hundred k by twenty thirty five seems pretty conservative. Um, I would have yeah, thought that's bearish as fuck. So, so that, yeah. that's bearish stuff on top of that, right? So we're looking at bearish numbers on top of that. This isn't even hopium. Exactly. I, mean, I, think, I think we're getting seven figures in end of the decade. Is is how I is how uh, ish. But you see, this is the point, right? Everybody just like we all just want to like we all just want to speculate, but, but at the knows? same time, it's tiring. It's tiring to speculate. This is why you just got to keep your head down. This is why, you know, you hear the you hear the narratives, stacks, you know, stay humble, stack sats because That's you why just... you should ever give price targets that are like, you know, 7, 8 years out. Never never give a price target for this year, next year. You're just going to be shown to be wrong. But if you if it's 7 years, 8 years out, like ev everyone's chance. doing well at that point and no one cares that you were wrong. So like, you know, you know, don't 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 be like a trader. Don't be trying to you know, I mean, we we all saw that Bitcoin was it Bitcoin bulls biggest bulls on with BTC sessions a couple of years ago, uh, and you got Matt O'Dell calling 800k and things like this. Like there were these these. It's always just silly, isn't it? It's always silly. Now, why does it happen? It happens because hopium projection numbers get numbers. They get clicks, right? And so. Um, if if you want a sponsorship from um, uh, a KYC exchange um, that's just a wrapper for shitcoiners, um, then actually you should just create a show where you just talk hopium um, um, and and don't really kind of do any critical analysis. Like that's a really good way um, to build um, a bullshit corporate um, Bitcoin show. Uh, but if you want to produce real pleb media. Um, you you need to you need to use some critical thinking. You need to be real. You need to not just pump it up, right? Yeah, some people enjoy being uh, you know mouthpieces for corporations, and other people don't. Anyways, anyways, this that actually wraps up the numbers, and we are gonna move on over to the fireside chat. The Fireside Chat is brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out, cyphersafe.io. It is the best way to store your seed. Store your seed in the Cypher Grid that comes with this awesome 
punch tool. Check them out at cyphersafe.io. If you appreciate high quality, beautiful craftsmanship, check out the Bitcoin Rollo Triangle made of 16 ounces of solid titanium. The Bitcoin Rollo Triangle is art made by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. Check it out at cyphersafe.io. Guys, welcome back to the fireside chat this week. The fire brought by our, our very own guest, Dragon, um, who, who really is a, a twisted fire starter, starting many a fire uh, on the beach in Wales. Um, so people don't know what I mean by the beach in Wales, but there is this... Um, uh, I'd like to I'd like to announce it's it's a pleb underground uh, approved pleb event. Um, you heard it here first. Uh, the, the Bitcoin Beach Retreat, uh, which is um, uh, a th three night uh, getaway uh, for Bitcoiners um, in in the UK uh, this year. I think there were maybe almost hundred Bitcoiners um, staying in tents, camper vans, um, and other. Um, setups uh on the beach or not quite on the beach but like on a hill where you can see the beach from from your tent or from your campground or wherever you are um beautiful beautiful location um i took my drone actually and got some got some cool shots um but but dragon dragon really uh yeah throws a great a great party and a great pleb event now what what makes a pleb event a pleb event rather than a corporate one well no shit coin sponsors um is is a big one um no money from custodians i think i think maybe dragon had a little bit of uh, money from exchanges but it is difficult um to 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 put on events um so so where people draw the line i don't know now what what else made it a pleb event um the the talks were given by plebs and for the most part, they weren't, or, or you know, work, and workshops given by plebs. There was there was a lot of education. There was a, it was about different things. Some of it was practical. Some of it was technical. But all uh, all round, it's a very very good event. Dog friendly, uh, and a whole bunch of food and drink included. Um, and yeah, I think personally, my my favorite Bitcoin event, and I've been to the Miami thing twice. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank. You. That's saying a lot that you. Um... You liked it more than Miami. Uh, thank, thank you for coming. It's definitely, I suppose, you could call it a pleb event, not a call. It's realer. Like it's about, and that's like I had an event in Miami. Right? I had I had a taco thing that I threw last year, and we did this, this year again. And we had you know 50, 70 people, and no entry fee. Um, okay, which you can't do for a lot of events, but it was like you know, not it, it, it's there aren't. You're not paying a hundred bucks to see some wanker on a stage, basically, or you're not, you know, or whatever it is. There's not, there isn't this delineation between Bitcoiners of, oh, this is the plebs and these are celebrity Bitcoiners. No, no, no. just there's, there's, there's people who want to learn and teach, and they're all, they're all, they're all in the mix. And if, if you want to, if you want to be one of these other wankers, then go, then go to some glitzy thing. Um, but that's, that's not what your event's going to be like. Like, and I think, I think that's a really, really good thing. Is that has that always been a kind of idea, or are we just early stages and, and you haven't been corrupted yet, Dragon? What what's the situation? Oh, never say never. You can always be corrupted, um, but we're, we're definitely in the early stages. You know, well, saying that, if we go next year, that'd be four years, and any event that can go on annually, 
and still be surviving four years and beyond is proved itself to an extent. Uh, most will just will just drop, but we'll. I think no plans on changing as such, but we all started it originally for the right reasons. I think, and if you are Bitcoiners and you're doing it for the right reasons and you're attracting the right people, and I suppose it was magnified because it was in coincidentally 2021 where we did the first one and that was coming out of lockdowns. So all the Bitcoiners, everyone can remember what that was like. Uh, to go away somewhere with a bunch of other people that weren't members of Clown World, to drop the face masks uh, and all that absolute bollocks. It's a beautiful was, phrasing, though. That's great. pretty much what it is. It's like you're not necessarily spending the whole time talking about Bitcoin, but you're with people that you can just have normal conversations hmm. with who don't want to talk about, um, you know, pandemic type stuff like, or, or all this kind of just like who can just have real conversations. And yeah, you know, talk about Bitcoin and, you know, maybe get a little fucked up too as well, you know, whatever. But but you can have normal conversations with. Beautiful. Yeah, it's just decent people. And I remember in that first year, one of the random things that has always stuck in my memory is I took a big uh, bottle of hand sanitizer and when I packed it away at the end, not a single drop had been used. And it was like, I'm quite, quite proud of that. I showed you the level of people and, and the, and the um, amount of bullshit that, that they had put up with. So that, that was kind of like the original start. It was a retreat. It was a retreat from Clown World. And as it's grown on from there, it's that went quite well. And it went quite well because it was Bitcoiners. Um, and it was a retreat from not just Clown World, but shitcoiners, from everything else. So as long as I've found most Bitcoiners I bump into are generally decent people. You might not get on with everyone in a hundred person group, but their core ethics or morals will generally align with with your own. Um and yeah, like you said, it's not all about Bitcoin, it's about about everything and you just share share interests and get to know people. I think I think you always get one or two. Um, you'll always get corporate plebs turning up at ple. Sorry, not corporate plebs. Corporate Bitcoin is turning up at pleb events, and I think sometimes maybe there's friction between the kind of corporate plebs and the the. Sorry, not corporate plebs between the corporate Bitcoiners uh, and the and the Bitcoin plebs, um, because because it's about this realness um, or, or lack thereof, maybe in some of the cases of corporate. Um, yeah, and I'm not sure we we get that so much because. We- strangely basically anyone who's doing a talk is paying to be there so we don't invite anyone um you know you're not special we're not we're not going to invite you Walton to come and do a talk and offer you a free ticket if you if you book a place um and there's you've got knowledge to share then we'll ask you if you're up for whilst you're on holiday um at the retreat if you're up for for doing a talk it's it's, it's not really a privilege it's more like you're already going and then dragon's like hey you want to do some work for me and you you go oh well i guess i have to you're kind of a nice guy and you're making a good thing so i've got to i've got to add some try and add some value as well or at least you know make a couple people laugh or something i don't know so yeah i did i did i did a talk on the saturday night um and I, i didn't I talk, I've talked about this on the show a couple few weeks ago, but um, I think it was it really was a really great event. Do you think we need more Bitcoin escapes? And what are the what are the values that you you said that you did the event for the right reasons? What do you think the right reasons for creating Bitcoin events or or Bitcoin escapes are? I, at this stage, I think non-profit. Unfortunately, I think Bitcoin-only events are very hard to make profitable, unless you've got like the backing of huge media like BTC Media and uh, Bitcoin Mag. Realistically, you're going to have then to shit win sponsors and custodians. Yeah, and... 
yeah that, that that's the issue so i don't think it's kind of possible to do to do a big event ethically along sort of the bitcoin lines so i'd say non-profit and then that just comes down to like who's who's going to do a non-profit event and i think that Wait, you mean someone then has to do the work dragon crazy yeah still clearing up uh today even as it, as it, as it goes but yeah i think you just got to come from that route of not not wanting to make a profit out of it because you're, you're not going to and i think mo most of the people in bitcoin aren't devs or i say in bitcoin like on bitcoin twitter and so on aren't devs they can't necessarily do anything technical to to help bitcoin so what can you do you might as well fall back on your on your skills and mine my background's event management so what I can do in an hour would take you three hours. So it's it's easier. It's the one thing I can kind of contribute. So it costs me a lot of time and an effort. It doesn't really cost me money because it breaks even. But yeah, it's the time that it costs me. But that's kind of like my contribution to Bitcoin to bring everyone together. And hopefully things come from that, which they, they seem to have done year after year. Good relationships come. Projects sort of seem to be born and things like that from it. So that's a good result. Once again, Dragon here showing that true pleb nature is about is about is thinking about what what you can do for Bitcoin, not what Bitcoin can do for you. Um, I, th I think it's the right way, and and like don't get me wrong, as I said, never say never because you 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 might not go corporate. Um, but if you're doing things for the right way, then things will naturally build, and some window may may show itself one day as to how you can stay stay in your ethos and uh, make it bigger or for it to become more profitable and an example of that that even though it's expensive ticket prices may have been glastonbury you know throughout everything it, it's kept a lot of this ethos um there is a bit of quite a bit of corporatism in it now but at its core it does does hold its ethos um and i think that's that's the key to it just just to give people an idea on on the prices like i think i paid 65 pounds which is about uh, $80, maybe slightly more, maybe 85 give or take, uh, for three nights in, in or maybe it was slightly, maybe, let's say between 85 and $100 for me and my dog uh, for three nights, including food, I think, for basically the entire time and a, and a, and a bunch of drinks and, you know, all the talks um, and, and some beautiful, beautiful views. Like, it, it, it's incredible. Um how much could things can really cost um if someone's willing to do the work and 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 create these things or 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 to pitch in and create these things so bitcoin is out there this is i'm calling you to action here i want i want more bitcoin retreats to go to i'll come and i'll come and have fun at your events and buy tickets and talk about them non-stop um but you've got to i need more events to go to I'm, at some point maybe i'll set one up myself but i need other people to do it as well so Guys, let's get cracking let's, and, and let's get pitching in. Like, you know, it, you don't have to do it on your own. You can come together. But um, let's make, we, I say, I've been said before, let's make Bitcoin sexy again. But let's make Bitcoin fun. Like, just, it can't be just like retarded shitcoiners that, that can have parties. Like, we, we can too, you know? Like, unfortunately, they've got, they've got all the marketing budgets, which are, which makes it a pain in the ass. But on this one, as a good example, yeah, I think you probably pay about 65, which is literally 30 percent under cost price that's not even costing my time which would put the ticket price up to probably a couple of hundred or, or above but coincidentally randomly this summer there was a similar shit coiner event doing this and they were chat their minimum charge was two and a half grand to share a bed in a tp with a stranger 
Um, they had a bit more food put thrown in, but it was that was the cheapest two and a half thousand pounds to stay in a farmer's field in Wales and listen to block. They had high level shit coin speakers and some good Bitcoiners. Um, but their event ran coincidentally disappeared about a week before it was going to happen, and I never heard anything. So I think it got pulled. Yeah, this is uh, it's it's interesting that you bring that up um, because I, I noticed that about a lot of these uh, these events, regardless of whether they're shitcoin or Bitcoin events. And again, I'm not talking about your event specifically. And there are, you know, like I'm not trying to make a blanket statement, but I'm going to uh, because there are exceptions. There are events that are, you know, what I believe are reasonably priced. But I feel like, um, you know, and not to shit on the Bitcoin conference, but it's going to happen, you know, charging people thousands of dollars to attend that stuff. And like, you haven't even paid for a hotel yet or an Airbnb. You haven't paid for a flight. Like it's honestly ridiculous. And that's where I think you get to the point where sadly, like, okay, so you're going to have, you're going to have the people that like really, really want to be there. And then you're going to have the massive circle jerkers that are just, you know, sitting there telling, you know, essentially like, yeah, I'm here and I'm in this section because I either got a ticket, you know, got a ticket paid for, or, I dished out 9K, you know, to stand around with big, quote unquote, Bitcoin personality. So I, I don't know that that type of stuff, it just doesn't do it for me. I, I do appreciate much more these kind of smaller, more intimate, uh, intimate events. So. And the like conferences you, the, when I've got, I've been to Bitcoin Amsterdam um, and a couple of others. And the bit I enjoy most is the bit in between the talks and the talks are valuable. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's meeting up with, with other Bitcoiners. So yes. that is kind of where another reason why the retreat originated from was that if you just take those good bits, the bits in between the conference, and just go and sit in a field somewhere where you've got drinks and a nice place to look and someone is having a chat in the marquee is is the way to do it, I think. Um, and Walton was asking about other events in the, in the UK. It's strange you mentioned that, not, not an event. And, uh, haven't really progressed this with anyone, but I'm talking about it. I want to put it in the retreat telegram to see what people think. And I don't know if I, I genuinely don't know if I want to make this rod from my own back, but what I'd like, what I want myself and I wanted the retreat and, and that, that happened. I want somewhere to go and retreat, perm, not per, permanently own somewhere that I can go and retreat whenever I want a field like, or a woodland. A kind of joint citadel. Es essentially. But yeah, I want a woodland or, or some acreage somewhere beautiful, chilled out, away from everywhere, owned by, and I can't afford that on my own. Is it, is it an idea where the 10 Bitcoiners join together, each throwed in 5K, and suddenly you've got a 50K pot, you can go and buy a piece of land in trust or something like that. Um, and then you've got somewhere that people can get go away to throughout the year. So whether or not, I, I don't know if I want to go down that project or whether it's feasible, but I think it's... I, I want somewhere to go, but I, I think that could be more hassle than it's worth. But um, I, the citadel would just be wooden fences. <laughs> I, I don't mean to I don't mean to shit on it, but I'm just going to tell you from previous Bitcoin experience, uh, people who have tried to gather uh, funds from other Bitcoiners to to buy a piece of land uh, for a quote unquote citadel type thing. Uh, there was a, a Bitcoiner that tried to do this. And, and, uh, at one point we, we got to the point where the, you know, the bull market was over and this person needed to come up with like a million bucks. I think it was untapped growth. Something I was about to say there was no growth that could be tapped at that point or something. Yeah, there was no growth. Yeah, so, I remember that was wrong. a big deal. 
even though it's not like, even though like you're, you know what I mean? It's like, you're not trying to scam. Like you're just like, yeah, I want to have a piece of land that I can go and retreat with my fellow Bitcoin friends and have fun. But like, unfortunately, I I think that you you may want to try to build that. You may you may want to do that on your own or or with like a very, you know, with like very close people to you. I don't like, think you can do 10. It needs to be like three to five max. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, because honestly, like that, that's going to. I don't know. The people who Think have tried about this it in the like past a multi sig, right? You don't want to have you don't want to put funds in a 10 of 10 multi sig. Sounds like a fucking nightmare. You want like but like but like a 3 of 3 doesn't sound too horrendous, right? Like I don't no. know. Or 3 of 5. Yeah. No. This is why I need a good bit of advice. I'm not aiming as high as I think it was on tap roof or whatever. I, I do remember that. He, he was aiming big. Um this is this is this would be a lot smaller, but I just think you potentially start opening up a whole can of worms and it does. It really does. But as we saw with him, like it, it opened up a huge can of worms because all of a sudden you need, you know, like it, it just didn't make any sense, right? Like all of a sudden it, it it made no sense at all and there was no land and in the end it all fell apart. But yeah, it's uh, d definitely that, that uh, I don't know. I, I, I hate getting into projects like that. It's one thing to put together like you're, you're doing with the event planning, right? Like it's one thing to put together a, a, a get together. It's another thing to uh, to invest with a whole bunch of Bitcoiners um, in, into something like that, like land, you know. But hey, look, it's not to say it can't be done, right? It's just to say that yeah, you're, you're definitely opening up a can of worms, and you have to be willing to deal with those consequences should you do that, you know. So yeah, and I think that's what I'd like to avoid. Is it, <laughs> it things can sound good as an idea and on paper, but then in reality, it can turn quite different. Yeah, I think this you got to go with your gut, and I've been hesitating on this, and I think yeah. that's you know I know deep down it's probably he's uh, better to go and buy a, a smaller bit on my own. Exactly, like I, something that I always remind myself. Uh, well, I try to remind myself, and I try to follow it. If if there's doubt, there is no doubt, right? So if I'm doubting what I should do, then there is no doubt what I should do. So. But anyways, anyways, this is a uh, bit like this idea that if you if you're not sure, you should flip a coin, and then if you don't like the result, well, then you've made your mind up anyway. It, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's right. Well, anyways, guys, th this this wraps up our fireside chat with Dragon Bitcoin, and we are gonna move it on over to Wrecked. Up next, we have Wrecked, sponsored by Represent. Represent are a Bitcoin-owned clothing brand making a whole range of apparel and accessories based out on the west coast in the united states um they made this awesome shirt um for a very special event um but these are limited edition you can't buy this shirt um sorry um you have to you have to be at the next uh taco pleb uh underground represent uh event and maybe maybe you'll get one but uh if you want to buy some other cool represent gear, if you, you can head on over to representltd.com and use the code pleb underground to get a discount on all of the goodies. Once again, that's representltd.com. Welcome back to wrecked this week. Um, we have, we have some, some plebs getting wrecked. Never a good thing. Let's have a look. So here's some tweets from Dr. Satoshi. Since the first time that it's ever happened, what happened? Coinbase wallet? Well, that, that that sounds like a bad idea. Okay. Click to approve. Oh wait, striker involved. Okay. What what is going on with the story? Right. So a bridge. Uh, and then and then we see we, Jack Mallers posting. Uh, the strike account was compromised. The the strike Twitter account was compromised. Oh sorry, 
uh, strikex.com uh, uh, account was compromised. And um, so then someone, I guess, posted essentially a phishing link, right, um, to some some bridge. I mean, if you're a Bitcoiner, you should you should you should be very wary of anything where they say it's a bridge. Like um, bridges are what like shitcoiners use to just um, I think hang themselves from. Or it seems like bridges money. get hacked like 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 more than anything. I don't I, I don't I don't really follow enough shitcoinery because you know fuck shitcoins dot com. Uh, but also please like and subscribe. Um, yeah, bri- bridges is, is is everything that gets hacked. There were there have been hundred multiple hundred million dollar plus hacks of of bridges uh, last year or the year before um what are you guys doing like this is a lesson once again you should have bitcoin in self-custody um you know use backup plates signing devices but don't don't have things on hot wallets um and and, and stay away from bridges yeah i i think that that's i think that that's the moral of the story right like these shitcoin bridges you know to your point if people go and and take a look right at the wrecked leaderboard, a lot of these projects, right, like the exploit that was done is listed. And I mean, you can see that in over, you know, like 70 to 80% of the cases, it was some type of bridge, you know, that allowed some malicious code to take place to make you think that you were moving your Bitcoin or, well, not really your Bitcoin, some wrapped shit coin from one place to another. But really what was happening is, is that you were really just moving it to some malicious attacker's address. You had no idea. So look, uh, the, the other piece to it is this, right? Um, in this space, we kind of have this really bad habit of uh, because we've been taught this, right? This is like, um, you know, this is like training. So it, what I mean is, is that when you see something like an airdrop, you don't think anything of it, right? So when you have like a Twitter account that goes and posts a link to some free shit that you can get, you and especially it's coming from Strike, right? From the Strike account, you're, you're thinking it's most likely legit. But let's be honest, in this particular case, it wasn't. It's very difficult to tell people that you're not going to get anything for, you'll never get anything for free because unfortunately in this space, many people have gotten things for free that temporarily had gone up substantially in value. So it's very difficult to kind of warn people away from this stuff. But but guys, what you can do at the very least is stay away from things that have a bunch of red flags, okay? So one of those things are these weird bridges. Another another thing like this is, like Walton mentioned, leaving too many, you know, too many funds in a hot wallet. It, look, don't leave anything in a hot wallet that you're not willing to lose, okay? That That's, I, I mean, already when, when you come to this space, you're warned that, hey, look, you know, you may not want to put anything into this, that you're not willing to lose and until you understand a lot better, well, imagine that warning is even increased fourfold for things for, for things like hot wallets. So please be careful out there. Dragon, what are your, uh, what, what are your thoughts on this? Are bridges for trolls? I, I've, I've, I, I think probably they are. As a Bitcoiner, I can quite happily say I've never used a, a crypto bridge in my life, never had Why? need to. When I see a lot of these swaps and these things that people are farming and making money, it's like, Jesus Christ, like this is so complicated. And like these people are expecting this to take off and become mass market. And it's just such nonsense. So no, I've um 
I've never bridged anything and uh, have no intention of, of ever bridging anything. Good move. Stay away from this stuff. Uh, so next this week on Wrecked, I've got a tweet um, from Reendal, probably the smartest player I know. Um, everyone should follow him. Um, he, he's very humble uh, and doesn't promote himself enough. He's been on a bunch of uh, NBK's pods more recently, so his, his profile is certainly rising, but um, he's criminally underfollowed. Um, anyway, uh, his, his tweet here, uh, talking about the miners, miners don't construct blocks, uh, pools do, and 11 pools mine 98% of the blocks. If you, I mean, you can look here, you see two, two pools uh, mine more than half the blocks, four of them mine more than three quarters. Um, and so it's pretty not a good thing if we have miners voting on withdrawals, as in, uh, sorry, having the, having the, the pools vote on withdrawals, as in, so the the miners have less control over when they actually get the their contribution of the hash rate to the pool essentially uh, a potential centralization problem um if uh pools have have further control over over withdrawals um and hence he's saying therefore um stratum v2 um a tool that can help with uh, decentralizing miners so that you don't have have to have um centralized pools uh, um involved in the same way um it's probably the most important thing happening in bitcoin um do we think um bitcoin is wrecked um if if stratum v2 doesn't come along and save us soon gents it feels like we've been waiting for it for a long time you know i i, I agree with him i think that is an issue having pools that control that much of the hash power. And I've always looked forward to Stratum and I think I've, it feels like I've been looking forward to it for years now. So maybe just a, another example of, of the money that goes into shitcoin and that doesn't go into Bitcoin development. I don't know what the holdup is on it. I'm not technical. I have no idea, but it would make it so much more anti-fragile surely if miners could build their own blocks, um, not be dictated to by the pool. I see that as only positives and I'd love to see that implemented at some point soon but i don't know when it's going to happen it's an interesting it's an interesting problem um and again i'm not you know i'm nowhere near uh in terms of the level of knowledge that you know some people are in bitcoin and mining uh but i did have my own s9 uh and i did mine for you know about a year um after the right after the china ban i was like hey let me put this s9 online and learn how to mine um so look what's really interesting is this right i i think the I think part of the issue is that you don't want the pool itself to have too much control over what the miner should be able to configure um, for themselves. Uh, meaning that, like, for example, when you connect up to a uh, to a pool right now, at least this is what I remember from three years ago or two years ago, whenever the hell we had the China ban and I was mining. Um, I, I remember being able to choose what my, what, you know, what my payout period was. Like I, I had a lot of different configuration settings and essentially I was setting all of these settings myself. Now, indeed I had a login right to the website, you know, the, uh, uh, what's it called to whatever mining pool I had a, you know, an account with and, I could see like some basic account settings there, but everything was really configurable from from my miner. So what I think what I fear more in this case, and it, it goes along with it, is giving some of those configuration settings over to the mining pool. 
And I think that that's kind of a point. Yeah, that's a point of contention because we really, we don't, you know, at the end of the day, they don't need to be a governing body. They simply just need to provide a service. And in no way does that service constitute um, them having to police in, in a way, I know I'm probably using too strong of a word, uh, you know, to police the miners. Um, you know, it's like, sure, they're offering a service, you know, but they are not really, I, I don't really believe them to be the, the ones that, you know, have the power, um, even though that could be argued because again, the, the pool is the one that is constructing the block. Although, um, solo miners, aren't they constructing their own blocks? I mean, there's no pool. You don't have to mine with a pool. So, I mean, like, it's, I think you know... What, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to reach out to my pool expert, um, Plan D, um, Dieter, um, and, and find out, um, like, what what pools what pools are all about. Um, so I'll, I'll like get that. back to you guys next week on that, okay? I like that. I like that. Did you see all the chat about... Um, a lot of chat about drive chains and things like that going on at the moment, um, which is kind of like an add-on to Bitcoin. Yeah, fuck drive but chains. Whereas, like, this stratum thing and, and minor decentralization is, like, so much more important, and it's happening now, and it's been going on for a long time. But there's very so I think so is, like, CTV and APO and this kind of stuff, like, is mm. more important than than drive to, like, actual real scaling. Um, and instead, yeah, people are talking about drive chains. It's a waste of time. Um, the, the adoption. But... The adoption. So many more. It's gonna kill. It's gonna kill shit coins, Walton. It's gonna kill shit because nobody's yeah, do you just know, gonna. Do you, know, do you know what does good for adoption? Um, custodians. Um, just just being like terrible. I mean, I didn't. I kind of didn't really know BlockFi Ew. still existed. You you'd think you think they were dead by now, but apparently. Oh, they are. Um, like they rug everyone right, but then they get rugged by everyone as well. So it's, it doesn't really quite make sense. They, it, anyway, um, so uh, yeah, they got rugged by some other some other person and um, some other company, some third party. Um, and a bunch of BlockFi client data. Um, they use Crawl as a claims administration platform. So wait a second. So if you wanna if you wanna launch a claim against against BlockFi, you can sign up to this service that's gonna lose your information. Uh, so then you can log a complaint in their system about the fact that your data was lost. Wait, but then this isn't this a bit like recursive covenants? Like, how, how, when does this end? Explain it to me. I don't understand. So when it comes to block, when it I saw that tweet earlier, and the only thing I could think of, I'll try to pop it up, is the Simpsons meme with all the kids pointing and saying, "He's already dead." You're dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's true. It's like there's nothing left. These guys are so gone. And look. Even their claims I, I, I portal. I felt like that this God. week as well, Phil. This, this, some. I, I don't even know who these people are. Like it, internet people, and they they do fights, and one of them's marrying a whore, basically. And the the other guy just kept putting out photos about 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 this story. Um, and uh, yeah, the the Simpsons meme of like, stop, he's already dead. Yeah, it, that's been that's been a, a reaction all week uh, on, a, on a few things. Oh um, yeah. Um, talking about like already dead. Um, let's have a little look at Prime Trust. What's up, Prime Trust? Um, once again, some excellent, excellent reporting from Predator. Um, so Scott Scott Purcell, ah, yes. the who is the CEO of Prime Trust, now CEO of Fortress Trust, um, who custodies all of the same assets. So if uh, if you were formerly a 
a user of uh, Prime Trust, even through a third party, um, your funds are now with the same people. So um, maybe put them in self-custody. Um, but uh, Scott Purcell, um, he claims that in 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 on a LinkedIn post that he left the, left the CEO in January 2021. In a court filing, he states that he actually left in August 2021. But wait, this is interesting because... It was in January 2021 that legacy wallets started getting rugged. Uh, mm-hmm. Or rather, sorry, coins started getting forwarded into legacy wallets, right? They, they, there was there was rugs happening. And did you see when he started Fortress? Look at that, huh? Just a couple months oh, after. It's just October, a coincidence. October 2021. It's just a coincidence, Walter. Well, and actually, there's a bit more. There's a bit more from a, um, you know, that guy that runs the corporate thing. Um, Prime Trust apparently closed a sixty-eight million dollar Series A financing in August 2021. Insiders cash out thirty-four million, which is half, so half of it. Uh, and then October 21, there was a Series B. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's more cash now. And then they discovered money that got lost, and then they closed a Series B. Wait, but that's for Prime Trust, but that's already after like he's switched to Fort. I don't understand. Doesn't like it's it's all just it's all just dodgy. But do you know what the the point the point remains, guys? Stop using custodians. Stop using intermediaries. Put your coins. No, put not put your coins. Put your Bitcoin UTXOs in self custody. Stop fucking around. It's quite simple. Really is, gents. Any final comments? I don't get that Prime Trust thing. You know, if you've even stopped using those wallets and you've got that multi-sig, like what happened to the to the signing devices? What happened to the backups? Like, even if you knew, I'm just trying to pitch myself in an organization like that. What would you do as policy with those signing devices? And I don't. I struggle to get to the answer. You throw them away or wipe million them. Bitcoin at one point. I mean, Sorry, my apologies. Not seven hundred million. Seven hundred Bitcoin, which was worth, I think, um, a few million at the time. I don't know what, what how much they had as such. I just, um, I, I, it doesn't add up. Like, is, uh, you just have thrown them in a drawer. Do you know what I mean? There's that guy who lost all his Bitcoin in a dump. Like that was in 2010, 11 or something. He was mining, um, and then that got thrown out a few years, a few years after. So. Like that lesson has been learned. Like you just don't throw out anything that might have one of those wallet dot dat files on it if you're mining, and you just don't throw out a hardware wallet. Even if I knew one was clear, I'd sling it in a drawer. I wouldn't reuse it as something else. The cost of that compared to like the organization's scale, and it's just you write off the cost. Where did those devices go? I, I think, and you know what? To to your guys' points, right? So look, um, at the end of the day, we. You know, like Walton said, we can't trust any, any exchanges. Now, granted, not everybody has the luxury of having cheap, abundant energy or stranded energy around them. So not everybody can mine Bitcoin. Not everybody wants to necessarily work for Bitcoin and get paid in it, right? Because we're talking about the difference between KYC and non-KYC Bitcoin, uh, or at least I'm talking about it right now. So, and not that it really makes a difference. I think it's much more of a matter of preference, but then of course, everybody will argue about that as well. So, but the whole point is not these nuanced points. The points are, is that there's only certain ways to acquire and accumulate Bitcoin. That being said, if you are going to purchase Bitcoin, okay, through an exchange, doesn't matter which exchange, okay? You have to know 
100%. It doesn't matter how pretty the site is. It doesn't matter how many security features they implement. We cannot trust them. Okay? That's all there is to it. We can't trust them. This is like... and. I think that one of the problems with this is the is is that we've all as as our as westernized culture we've all been trained um inherently to trust these third parties all of them we, we've just been it, it's it's not even a thought right like you just go you sign up and hey they'll they'll do what they're supposed to do no they won't okay that's the truth. They will not do what they were supposed to do. You need to do what you're supposed to do, which is take self-custody. That wraps it up for Wrecked. And we are moving on over to the Hopium. The Hopium. The Hopium is brought to you by Crypto Cloaks. Check them out. CryptoCloaks.com. Amazing 3D prints by fellow Bitcoiners, such as the 3D printed grenade. That's right. They fit two open dimes. And if you get the bigger one, you can fit a full sized signing device like a cold card or a Trezor. And if you use the code PLEB Underground, you get 5% off at CryptoCloaks.com. And don't forget to use our affiliate link in the show notes at CryptoCloaks.com. Usually with Hopium, you know, we try try to get a little philosophical in some cases, try to dive deep. You know what? I figured this week with the shit show that we've had that started last Thursday, I, I figured, you know what? Let's just go for straight degen Hopium. So let's let's dive into it. First tweet from Saifedean. Check this out. Expectations. BlackRock will subvert Bitcoin. Reality. Bitcoin will subvert BlackRock. What is he referring to? BlackRock's support for climate and social resolutions fall sharply. Oh, what a surprise. Asset manager blames proposals that are overreaching or simply redundant. That's right. Because you see, Bitcoin Bitcoin hijacks the incentives. <laughs> so, so you see, now all of a sudden, all that ESG crap, that ain't worth a damn thing, okay? When they're, when they're actually looking at when they're actually looking at owning Bitcoin. So now all of a sudden their incentives change. So very interesting how Bitcoin will end up hijacking BlackRock. I'm excited to see it. What's up, Walter? Uh, so at some point, at some point, um, the value of uh, the value of Bitcoin, which I, don't, I know market cap, you know, all right, let, let's, let's park market cap theory discussions because they're kind of bullshit right like it's you know the 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 marginal price times by the whole lot of supply which doesn't really make sense because it never gets dumped in one go but like let's let's look at that amount right it's in the hundreds of billions for bitcoin at one point i believe it did hit a trillion the size of that is significant right it's bitcoin i think at some point was I don't know, the 15th biggest currency or something like that globally. Um, mm -hmm. And it, you know, it was bigger than, you know, all bar about, was it 10 companies? Something like that. I'm, I'm, I might be, I might be out by, you know, the odd number here, but I'm in the right sort of orders of magnitude here. Um, yeah. But BlackRock have trillions in assets under management. I think once the total value of Bitcoin by market cap exceeds the amount that BlackRock have, as assets under management, things get a little bit more interesting. Um, the, in in 
in the mainstream in the in the fiat finance world there is certainly this idea of i guess like just just these these beasts right that that exist and and overtaken and then just there right they have a kind of mm-hmm. size and stature and black black rocks one of them but i think yeah, they're dinosaurs and i think we all think bitcoin is gonna is gonna be bigger than blackrock one day um and there's nothing blackrock can do about it um right. unless somehow blackrock own like all of the bitcoin and other stuff which can happen if you guys sign up for their etf and give them all your bitcoin and they can just do the gold shit again come on stop fucking around uh blackrock's toast um just buy bitcoin and put it in self-custody thank you when blackrock dark ledger sir <laughs> it's coming it's coming okay i mean I, do i mentioned in my in my rhyme this week where i said i'm bitcoin only so never conflicted cheap cheap monies to which they're addicted cantalonians with the black rock the real villain it's alien where versus fiat predators let's make a killing yeah black yeah. rock crack rock uh the these yeah all right we're gonna move on we're gonna move on we got some more hopium here all right check this out this is a good one here at uh, at crypto nick at block height 802,000, I reached a great milestone. I'm heating my pool. Two weeks, flawless mining and heating. Second miners should go in this week. This prototype was built to learn, gather data, and develop the control algorithm. So I got to tell you, yeah, that that for me is hopium because you see, this is what's interesting, right? Like while the shitcoiners talk about innovation, really it's just a bunch of fucking vaporware and JPEGs you don't own and hacked bridges and DeFi liquidity, which is really just, you know, uh, Ponzi's on overdrive that require more and more funds coming in. Bitcoiners are actually building real world applications with Bitcoin. Okay. So real world applications that are providing real world solutions in the real world, not vaporware on a shit chain. Okay. So very cool, very cool crypto Nick or crypto Nico or crypto Nico. And good job, man. That that's freaking awesome. But we're not uh, done so with Phil. Yeah. I'm you know I'm a I'm a, a pun uh, pun maxi, right? Play, play yes. on words maxi. Um and one of my all time uh favorites that that I've seen someone else create was the first, I think and it wasn't this guy, but it's reminded me of it. Um, someone made a, a jacuzzi that was running off miners and they called it the Spa 256. And yeah. I think that's just fucking beautiful. And this guy's built his own one. So congrats. Congrats, dude. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm bullish cool. on, on Bitcoiners um, building building cool things. Now, are they are they a little bit kitsch? Is this really representative of the of the world being fixed? No, but no. it is it is a, it, it is efficiencies increasing, right? It is it is um technology is meant to help you use more energy in a in a in a more efficient way um yeah. and i think this is certainly um helping this guy to use it in a more efficient way so I excellent agree. stuff thanks absolutely here's here's the big hopium okay and of course you know i had to go to one of these like i one of these trading accounts right <laughs> this is where you get this is where you get the super degen hopium okay it's official just like in every prior cycle, Bitcoin dropped below its BMSM, uh, BMSB in August, September of its pre-having year, which also coincided to a drop in the in the SPX. 
Many on here try to overcomplicate things, but pre-having years get both bulls and bears wrecked. Okay, so why is that hopium? It's hopium because Benjamin is saying that there is nothing new under the sun and we're just going through a typical cycle. Even more hopium. On August 16th, crypto Twitter was swamped with posts about the hash ribbons buy signal for Bitcoin. Since then, BTC has dropped 10%. It's important to consider seasonality and how BTC has always made this move down in every Q3 of pre-havening years. And guys, that's right. It it may not um it may not seem the same, but it's very similar. And Benjamin is showing us right here where we are on the cycle. So again, even more hopium. But wait, there's even more hopium. <laughs> Another chart. And here we go. This is this one's from BitQuant. All right. And here we go. While this pattern wasn't the most precise at predicting Bitcoin's price, it excelled in forecasting the timing of the next peak. He sold at 59K last cycle solely based on it. With the updated chart, now as a glimpse, the extent of this cycle pointing to 60K by December. Total, total freaking degen hopium. Love to see it. Love to see it, but I don't buy it. Take everything with a grain of salt. A new all-time high pre-having seems more likely than ever. Sharing my analysis here, not persuading trades, sold 54 to 59K, bought the 16 to 20K. I don't do paid promotions, just my insights and investments. If the recent price fluctuations make you uneasy, crypto, but I'm going to just sub, I'm just going to substitute Bitcoin, might not be your match. Consider a paid job instead. Bitcoin isn't for the faint-hearted. It swiftly sheds toxic influences. Now, again, we we don't we don't trade. We don't advocate for trading on this channel. But the signal in there was uh, was that he's calling for 60k by December, and that's a really short little timeline right now, considering we're about to hop into September. But again, it's hopium, and this is the hopium segment. So. All right, we're gonna we're gonna Let's wrap talk percentages, yeah. Phil, because price moves are all about percentages, right? Yeah. Um, um in uh, what was it, twenty twenty? September of twenty twenty to to December of twenty twenty, I believe we went from about I wanna say under ten thousand pounds up to about Twenty thousand pounds, um, so doubling in you know three four months. Mm -hmm. the, these things are possible. Uh, what are we at six thirty k thirty thousand dollars to get sixty k? It's possible. Do I think it's going to happen? I don't think it's going to happen. Did I see a clip of Adam back on, um, you know, some sort of national TV trying to pump the price to to a hundred k before before the end of March so that he can steal a thousand a million sats off my friend Bikingo? Yes, I did see that. Is it going to happen? No. Uh, the cat is going to be right, uh, and those million sats uh, from Satoshi or a fraction of Satoshi. Or I mean, I think that's who Adam is. But anyway, uh, you know, he's going to my buddy uh, Bikingo. I realize it's a terrible answer to maybe what the question was, but well, there was no question. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I'm just pointing out the where's it going. I don't know. No one knows. Anyone <laughs> that does, the they're lying. Here. Keep buying Bitcoin, guys, and stack it and save That's it. Right. And put it somewhere safe. All right. So here's the last piece of hopium, guys. Here we go. This is from. Uh, this is another trading account. You gotta love it. So here we go. Mags. 
All right, crypto trader, technical analyst. Here we go. Bitcoin is not going to 12K. That's right, because there's a whole there's there's a whole subsect of bears that are sitting there saying that because we're sitting at 26, that's it. 12 is inevitable. And when 12 is inevitable, 10 becomes inevitable. And when 10 becomes inevitable, so does 8. And down and down we go until eventually we get to the magic number of zero. Anyways, Bitcoin is not going to 12K. Here is why. 93% of all the Bitcoin has now been mined. World's largest asset manager, BlackRock, filed for Bitcoin spot ETF. Mysterious wallet accumulated $3 billion worth of BTC in just three months. Europe gets its first spot Bitcoin ETF. Only 6.3% of total Bitcoin supply left on exchanges. Bitcoin having in just having, sorry, in just eight months. Bitcoin supply shock inevitable. This could be the final shakeout manipulation before the real bull run begins. Next two to three months are going to be important. Don't miss the second chance. Act smart. <laughs> and there it is. Here's here's the the hopium square. And let's go see where that that hopium square goes to. Well, it's looking like uh, it's looking like 180k. I mean, people were talking numbers bigger than that in the last cycle, right? Yeah, if you believe exactly. cycle theory. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I, 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 I think um, you, I think you could argue that legacy markets have cycles, and Bitcoin is quite a small market, and so maybe that's some of it. Um, but some people also argue that Bitcoin's in a continuous bull market. And also, uh, Phil said that he was going to share a bunch of links, and then we're going to talk talk about them at the end. And then I just broke that rule repeatedly. So apologize, apologies. Um, I'm now going to shut up and dragon can talk talk about all these all these um, amazing things. I was gonna ask Dragon what his takes. <laughs> is he feeling bullish? Uh, honestly, don't know. I was thinking about it the other day. I'm a lot more comfortable when price is going sideways or down. When price starts pumping, I start to feel quite uncomfortable. Um, I start to, I, I suppose, regret takes takes on. Then, as in, damn, I could have bought some more and stacked some more sats, and I, I've missed that opportunity. So, I, I don't know about the the. Well, going back to BlackRock. Um, I don't trust Larry. I don't trust BlackRock. Um, yeah, it's great. Maybe it might pump people's bags and things like that, but I, I, I struggle to see it as like a really positive thing. Um, it could be in the interim, but I think it'll come down to uh, what happens during any potential fork wars or any consensus changes. What influence will BlackRock have? What will they try and do? What do they think they might be able to try and do? Um, even though we know they'll be unsuccessful, but, and I think it's, it says a lot about someone who's like enforced this whole ESG bullshit on businesses around the world, cost billions in doing that to then go, oh, actually, no, I maybe not. I'll, I'll walk that back. Like, I've got respect for people who can make a mistake and recognize it and, and change that. So, it's, so I do respect that. But that's a huge question mark over someone who can, who can force things on people. And then later they go, actually, no, I was wrong. So I'd take that as, um, quite worrying but going back to um adam back i'd have taken his bet um so your mate's done well there i think to get some of get some of his sats off him i don't think the like the four-year cycles it feels my gut is that we've broken out of those um or they're just gonna, gonna get more and more reduced each time and i think what convinced me more of that was the last one you know the pump up to the meme number of 69 no blow off top it just double double topped up there I mean, if just... you're doing a 69 and not blowing your top off, you're doing it wrong. But <laughs> that, that's besides the point. The point is, 
I don't know what the point is. What was the point, Dragon? Um, I, got I don't know. You were quite. You, I um, thought you were going to make a bloody good point, man. <laughs> I did have a point. Um, like we yeah. don't know what price is going to do. Like ultimately, we hope number number go up over the long term. But I, I think the four year cycles. I think trying to predict things now. That is... was it. Okay. So once there is this, there is this this idea in 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 markets in general that once once everyone buys into an idea that then actually maybe the thing to do is to bet against it, right? Um, and I, I do think that everyone's bought into this idea of cycle theory or or even like stock to flow without like it's... it's um, so new minor supply is a small proportion of total amount that sits on exchanges. And that, that, that's, de that, yeah, that's, de that's decreasing, right? Um, so... Yeah. Uh, like and until people actually self custody Bitcoin, forget about the the impact of uh, of supply change. Um, unless you're a miner, I don't think it's relevant. I really, really, really don't. Um, you're never going to get all the Bitcoin self custody. It's just not. It's just never going to happen. However easy we make it, however logical and sane I, it is, it's I just get not. That. What I'm happen. saying is that the the impact. The impact on price from the change in supply isn't relevant because it's only new supply, and that's a piss in the ocean compared to you know how much is on these big exchanges. When you've got a couple million coins on exchanges, it doesn't matter that what is it nine nine hundred coins a day are being sold by miners or up to um, yeah, approximately. I actually want to go back to the uh, the point of um, BlackRock realizing that they've made a mistake. I, I just want to not necessarily push back on it, but give a different angle. I, I don't think that I don't think they realize they made a mistake. I just think they found a more profitable avenue. Um, so they're like, you know what? It's, it's like we can backpedal from this and just simply start to you know be cheerleaders for Bitcoin. So I, I just you know at the end of the day, these these institutions, right? It's it, it's all about the incentive, and and it really, really is the the profit motive. So, I, I don't, you know, like I I think that if it would have been more profitable for them to stay along the lines of the ESG narrative, which I'm kind of surprised it's not more profitable because there's so much more fake money being thrown at that. But that maybe just outlines the, and again, this is hopium. Maybe that just outlines the bullish case for Bitcoin a little bit more. Right? Maybe there's something we don't know, but that the institutions know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, we always want to think that these experts know something that we don't know, but that that's they, usually they do. Not the they case. know when institutional money goes places yeah. because they move it or they tell other people. You know, it, they but they don't they, understand they know, Bitcoin. They know better. when the insiders do their trading is what they know, Phil. That's Frank. right. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's that's what they know, but they don't know Bitcoin better. That that's for sure. Anyway, I think it'll be like, like a be trading, right? <laughs> It'll be like Again, a black, black swan event or something that I think like does the next massive uh, impetus on Bitcoin price. It won't be like retail pouring in and a four-year cycle happening. No. It'll be something else. And it's there was institutions. An interesting, yeah, institutions or, or, or sovereign nations. And I think we've all understood what Bitcoin being a global reserve currency would, would be and would look like. But there was an interesting tweet put out about someone who, who spelt out what it could look like as BRICS are trying to decide on 
on what currency they use, whether they create a currency like Bancor or something like that. And someone just put it into an explanation about how they could just literally go from, from the rupee into Bitcoin to, to the Brazilian real and just basically use Bitcoin as, as that transportation mechanism between between currencies, not necessarily even having to stack any Bitcoin on, on a sovereign nation's books or in their central bank, but just, just purely exploiting the existence of Bitcoin to not have to trust someone in another country and just and just move that value. Um, I think it'll be something like that that will move the the price. There's not enough Bitcoiners around buying it, um, buying the dips and, and and things like that that's going to move price. Institutions, I think we've seen some of them come in. But yeah, I think sovereign nations and that kind of black swan event will be the, the next big trigger. Yeah, I appreciate that perspective. And guys, let us know what you think. Let us know in the uh, in the comments, right? What's what, what's going to be the big catalyst? Who's going to be the big players that are that are coming to the space? Someone just said it's that it's you meant to just it's when Sailor stops posting AI generated pictures. Oh, yeah. That's when the next bull run starts. And I'm I'm kind of I buy into that. I like that. Yeah, I I could buy into that too. I could buy into that too. All right, guys, this wraps up the hopium, and we are gonna do our monthly BTC Pay Server update. All right, guys. So for BTC Pay Server, for the people that are using BTC Pay Server for their businesses or plan to use BTC Pay Server for their businesses, they came out with an update two weeks ago. And I don't know if people remember, but last month we had the the emperor of BTC Pay Server on the show. That's right. We had Nicholas Dorier join us and he explained all the new features of their brand new version. And now they've already, because these guys are total freaking animals. Okay. They've already dropped a whole bunch of fixes. Here it Phil, is. I can version... see a trend. I can see a trend. Before the... he came on the show, and I made a joke about it. Before yeah. he came on the show, like half the bugs were fixed. I think maybe maybe by Dennis and half the bugs were fixed by, by Nicholas. Like there were a whole bunch being fixed by Nicholas, right? In the episode before the show. Now, this is an episode after the show and we're doing the, the thing. And I see no bug fixes um, from Mr. Dorier. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. But I, once I, again, I BTC Pay Server remind us that bugs are to be fixed, not eaten. So thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Yeah, keep up the awesome work. And guys, if you want to accept Bitcoin for payment for your business, check out BTC Pay Server. They have a fantastic product. They've got an amazing team, and they just keep making it better. Well, this wraps up our weekly episode of Pleb Underground. Dragon Bitcoin. Before we uh, before we sign off, how do the uh, how do the viewers find you if they want to get in touch with you? Uh, myself at Dragon Bitcoin or at Bitcoin Retreat on Twitter. I refuse to call it X and uh, BitcoinRetreat.co.uk. Absolutely awesome. Okay, we are going to add that information to the show notes. And guys, don't forget to like and subscribe. Don't forget to check us out on our audio only platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And Anchor. If you want to stream us sats, check us out on Fountain.fm. You can stream us sats through Breeze. Walton, how do we finish this one, man? Fuck shit coins and go to Bitcoin pleb events. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Catch you next week, guys. More toxic, more toxic than the most toxic Bitcoin Maxi ever. They said he's more toxic, more toxic than the most.